0: This is Gene Lance on the Worker's Beat Extra. Why do I knock myself out? Fundraising for KNON Radio. For 30 years or so, I have raised money for KNON.org, community radio in Dallas. Heck, I even contribute every month. All of the 150 or so on-air volunteers do the same thing and together we keep the little station on the air. I raise money on the air basically by begging and asking people to donate and as we talk about what's happening I point out that they would not have heard this on the commercial media. The big secret to raising money is this, you have to ask And when I'm talking on the air, I ask people to make pledges. On our program, we start every time with a list of upcoming public actions for working families. In other words, things that are about to happen, like the fact that there's a Starbucks strike this Thursday, for example. I explained that the shutdown threat isn't about political disagreements, it's about cuts for working families, and other people aren't saying that. We explain how the shutdown threat would directly affect unions and our labor law. We explain how the shutdown threat would affect veterans. These are things that they wouldn't have heard somewhere else on the commercial media because everything we do and talk about is from the point of view of working families. I ask people to get ready for a gigantic organizing drive and to figure out what kind of education we need and to start asking their unions to start training everybody for a giant organizing drive. You're not going to see that in the commercial media. They're against organizing drives. I often quote labor leaders, especially president of the AFL-CIO, Liz Shuler, and the president of the Auto Workers Union, Sean Fain, very quotable people, but you don't see many quotes from them in the commercial media, but you do hear it on the Worker's Beat program on KNON. Economic news, I always monitor the economic news, things like the unemployment rate and also the black unemployment rate, which you almost never hear about, is nearly twice what the white unemployment rate is, by the way, and we always have that when we get those statistics, we put them out on KNON.org. And that's a reason to keep us on the air. I keep telling people, so make a pledge, keep us on the air. In our case, in KNON, they're not going to keep us on the air if we can't show that people listen and that people care. So just staying on the air is the fundraising goal. When there's Things on the ballot, like there was this past week, we explain those items on the ballot carefully because we're not allowed to tell people how to vote, but we carefully explain how they affect working people. And we also announce how labor has endorsed on items that are on the ballot. We include things like the history of working families to explain what's happening now. For example, here in Texas, there's a big fight to undermine the public schools, and people may not realize what a gigantic fight working families had to get public schools to begin with, and now how that's being threatened by big corporate interests. On the air, we tell the truth about health insurance, and lately that's especially meant talking about Medicare Advantage. So we tell the truth on that and that's a reason that we think people should make a pledge. We also tell the truth about the proxy wars that the United States is conducting, the wars that the United States is paying other people to carry out and how they affect us in America. In general, we're against those wars and that's quite a bit different from what's going on in the commercial media. There's a reason to keep our program on the air. In all the time I've been at KNON, and that's 20 or 30 years, I have never been asked to tone down anything I have said. Oh, they remind me that I can't endorse candidates or use cuss words, but they don't interfere with the content. They never have. Everything you hear from commercial sources, on the other hand, all of the sources, all the movies, all the books, all the radio, all the television, was either written by your boss or approved by them. Where are the exception to that? So, I raise money. Now, raising money isn't something that people want to do. Most people don't like to ask other people for money. And the truth is, neither do I. But all of us would agree that somebody has to do it. So after I sift through all the other possibilities, I usually find that the one person left is me. Literally, nobody else will do it. That's why I raise money. That's why I raise money for progressive causes and particularly for KNON.org. Unions don't have a lot of options when it comes to communicating. They can communicate with their members. American law protects a union's right to communicate fully and openly with their members. They can even publish their candidate recommendations, their endorsements, but only to their members. Unions have to be much more careful when talking to any audience that may include people who are not their members. Some unions don't talk to them at all, and it tends to make unions kind of shut down some of their communication ability. Unions are pretty scared of commercial media, and there's good reason for it. The laws are stacked against us, and the so-called news sources virtually all belong to giant corporations who are, after all, our worst enemies. If you don't believe it, try Googling who owns America's news? And you'll find that America's news is owned by 15 billionaires in six mega corporations. Every one of them would fight to the death to keep their own employees and those of their corporate advertisers from organizing. So, in other words, they're not our friends, they're our enemies. Just 37 years ago, There were 50 companies in charge of most American media. Now, today, 90% of the media in the United States is controlled by just six corporations. Here's who they are. AT&T, CBS, Comcast, Disney, News Corp, and Viacom. They tell the truth on small things but they don't tell the truth on economics and foreign policy. Those are the things that affect us the most, but they are not the subject of pressure from working families. They are the province of rich corporation heads, and our news is most shamefully dishonest. When it comes to economic and foreign policy news, they all say the same things. They literally sing from the exact same hymn book, and that hymn book is written by corporations with no input from working families. I would like to exclude the public media, such as National Public Radio or the British Broadcasting Corporation, but that would be a mistake. If you compare their news to everybody else's news from the corporate media, you'll find it's the same. Even the phrasing is practically identical. Exceptions like the all-volunteer community radio station KNON in Dallas are so small as to be almost negligible. The hour-long talk show Workers' Beat, which I have proudly hosted or co-hosted for decades, is the only worker-friendly program on the Texas airwaves and one of only three or four in the entire South. When labor takes actions big enough to affect the economy, we sometimes get favorable news coverage. But the bosses always get to present their side, the other side version, and they usually get a much more favorable coverage than we do. Now I had my personal lessons came out of the Vietnam War. In the 1960s, all the commercial news was saying how great our brave soldiers were doing in Vietnam and in in, uh, former French Indochina. But tiny newspapers began to spring up with the truth about the war. While the commercial media went on, as they always do on foreign policy questions, raving about the wonderful work that America was doing in Southeast Asia, tiny little newspapers like the ones in Houston The first one was called Space City, then they changed its name to Space City News. Then there was one called Abraxas, and one called Mockingbird. Mockingbird was the one I worked on. In Houston and many, many other cities, there were tiny little newspapers publishing actual accounts, publishing the real news from Vietnam. Where did they get it? They got it from reading soldiers' letters that were written back home. So finding out what the actual soldiers said became a very important source of what was really going on. The pacifists at that time were having a really hard time getting their news out. Joan Baez, for example, the singer, she was getting arrested almost every day for trying to stop young men from going overseas. But she got no commercial news coverage. Nobody said anything favorable about Joan Baez back in those days. And she did get coverage in the comic strip. The little Abner comic strip called her Joni Phoney. They had a a character named Joni Phoney, and they denigrated her at every possible opportunity. And that was pretty much all the coverage she got in the commercial media. Years later, as the war went on, giant demonstrations and the so-called underground newspapers with our letters from the soldiers, eventually eroded the truth through. After that, it wasn't the glorified accounts of Vietnam's battlefields that swayed the public. It was the scenes of coffins and body bags landing at American airports. Since Vietnam, the people who like wars have found their way around the truth. America, for one thing, fights its wars mostly with machines and proxy combatants. So there's hardly any soldiers to write letters home about what's really happening. The journalists that do get to go and are allowed to cover the news are selected. They are vetted and then they call it embedding, they embed them by the military. In other words, the military is choosing their own journalists. Does my condemnation mean that all commercial news should be disregarded as untruthful? No. In fact, they're very careful to tell the truth on all the small things. The corporate bosses insist that their commercial journalists be scrupulously honest on all the smaller issues, the better to fool us on the big ones, on the economy and on foreign policy. Labor can get the word out a little bit through our public actions. Even though giant corporations monopolize virtually everything we read, hear or see, democracy still gives us opportunities. The American people believe in democracy and they think we have it or they think we have a really complete democracy even in their news sources. The print trades used to have some say-so on what got printed, but they have been busted by union busters long ago. However, nowadays, a recent development is that the journalists are forming writers' unions, especially the Writers Guild, which is formed by the Communication Workers of America. The internet and social media may be spreading innumerable lies, and they do, but truth also finds it accessible. And commercial news sources are made wary. In other words, people are gonna find out the truth, so the commercial news sources have to be careful what they say. More than anything else, handy mobile phones give Americans access and their friends to sources they can trust. The larger and more public our actions are, the more likely they are to get honest coverage. The better that our news conferences and news releases are, the more likely we are to get covered accurately. The more adroitly we use quasi-democratic platforms like talk shows and letters to editors, the more likely we are to get our message out. It is good to understand the corporate media with all its anti-labor proclivities. But it is even more important to take advantage of every possible avenue to reach working families with the truth. We can do that, and more and more, we are doing it. So our little one-hour program on the little community radio station KNON makes a lot of difference. It's worth having, and that means it has to be worth raising money for. I may not like doing it, but I'm proud that I do. And by the way, why don't I make a pledge to K-N-O-N dot This is Gene Lance on the Worker's Beat Extra.